0: Donald
1: Trump, he's lost it up here. You know, it's pretty tough. I stand up here giving speeches for an hour and a half, many times without notes. And then they say, he's lost it. And yet we have 25,000 people showing up to speeches. And, And by the way, look at all the fake news back there.
2: They say I've lost it, but I still give hour and a half speeches to packed arenas without notes, which is a fact. Uh, I'm not sure what that proves. Working the fake news angle also. Um, More Burt Reynolds retrospect coming up on the uh, Armstrong and Getty show. As one of my favorite actors of all time died. I'll just drop in Burt Reynolds nuggets here and there. He is dead, but his toupee lives on.
0: So, uh, speaking of the fake news and those damn journalists, please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, the fabulous Deb Saunders, the White House reporter for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I got the paper right, right? I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, there it is. The Review-Journal. Hey, Deb. Hi, how are you doing?
2: Did you ever meet Burt Reynolds? Never. <laughs> mm. Do you, you have, have want a f- to? But I have
3: a cousin who met him.
2: Oh, but there you go. Wow, <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> Do you have a Burt Reynolds movie you like?
3: Probably. Okay. Deliver it.
2: There you go. Oh, yeah. It's a little troubling. Squeal like a pig. It's a little troubling. Not a comedy. Not for the kids. It wasn't? (laughs) Ah, that (laughs) explains why I didn't get it.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Deb, welcome to the show. So much to talk about, as usual. Um, Quick thoughts as a professional journalist on the anonymous uh, editorial, just in general, or whatever leaps to mind
3: in the New York Times
0: for those just tuning in.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is all the White House Press Corps wants to talk about. Everybody has their guess. Uh, there are all these people who are looking at the strategy behind how it was written, like the word lodestar is in it. Pence uses the word. Was that a feint to make it look like it was Mike Pence? I was talking to someone today who said, and the people who haven't denied it, I think they're doing it to give cover to the real person. And, of course, there's a lot of speculation. Is this a higher-up person or is this a somebody who isn't higher up and – and, uh, you know, I mean, the New York Times will look bad if this is somebody yeah. most people have never heard of.
0: Definitely. Well, yeah. I settled this yesterday by stealing from, or I'm sorry, last segment by stealing from others. It's clearly Kellyanne Conway. But yeah,
3: A lot of people think that. Um, I am I guess it's possible. Uh, certainly, it, it would be good for her marriage. Uh, you know, she's married to George Conway, who's been... Uh, a, 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 a very fine conservative lawyer who has been very critical of Trump on Twitter. So.
0: Right. Uh, but and good for her post, uh, post Trump beltway career too, as you know, John Heilman was describing it, the future Mary Madeline and James Carville. But to the, what about the, the publishing of an anonymous editorial at all?
3: Well, um, you know, newspapers do that usually for left leaning reasons. And, uh, I understand why the New York Times did this because it made a lot of news, and um, I mean, and it's driven Trump crazy. So I was in the East Room when Trump was addressing the sheriffs Wednesday afternoon, and he was just loaded for bear. He was furious. So if the person wrote that piece, by the way, um, to I mean, the the only motivation could would be to set Trump off even more and now of course they're going to be he's looking sideways at everyone wondering are you the person who betrayed me of course a lot of people talk to Bob Woodward and a lot of people said negative things about them and I guess they can sort of atone for it by denying it and writing statements and that's sort of what happening that's what's happening again with the, with the New York Times piece with uh, a number of cabinet members vice president tweeting or having their office tweet that they think it's a horrible thing for someone to have done
2: yeah, I've heard a couple of uh, uh, people who've been following presidents for years say all presidents end up hating the press. Uh-huh. It's just it's just the way it works. You start thinking, you know, I'm going to have a friendly relationship. I'm going to be open with them. Then you feel like you're treated unfairly, probably because you often are treated mm-hmm. unfairly um, mm-hmm. by some, some segment of the press, and they end up hating them and being paranoid about it. Does that is that a, your experience? Well,
3: yes, um, but the different, of course, Trump campaign hating them so right. he sort of started he sort of had a head start on the others <laughs> right um but you know let's face it i mean people on the right see the the press is left-leaning and that's a pretty accurate view and there's been some really unfair coverage of donald trump yes there has and, been. and and you turn on the briefings and you see certain things and people get turned off by the behavior they see so that's true But, you know, there is also something else going on here, which is that Trump has really poor relations with his own staff. Like who? The the anonymous person, uh, Omarosa, I mean, the people who have leaked – the the number of leaks, of course, in the first few months – when Ryan's Priebus was chief of staff, the leaks were just outrageous, and everybody was using leaks to the media to stab other people they didn't like in the back in the administration. A lot of that has toned down, but you can just tell. I mean, when I read that piece in the New York Times, I believed it, and I'll tell you why I believed it. I believed it because I've read Donald Trump's tweets.
2: Right. Well, yeah, right? Any, of the, any of the words that were used in there about... Uh... You know, his personality have been on display for a long time. Like since the first debate, uh, clearly. (laughs) Well, yeah, and and, in packed arenas by people who voted for him and enough people voted for him knowing he's exactly what was described in that op-ed to make him president. That's that's what seems weird to me.
3: Look, people hate the press. I get that. That's your It's a free country. They're free to hate the press. So I'm not I'm not going to argue about it. But I did actually want to come on and, and, and have a talk with you about something that we discussed the last time I was on the show when we were discussing why there's so few briefings. And I explained why, as a rule, if Trump speaks to the press. They won't have a briefing, and he often does in pool sprays. And if they're traveling, they have a gaggle on Air Force One, so they don't do a briefing. And, uh, you know, summertime, it, it dries up. And, and I think you, you guys looked into it, too, and it seemed pretty clear that it was nothing that unusual if there weren't a lot of briefings in August. But there hasn't been one since August 22 now, and there's no reason for them to have not had one. And that's unusual? Yes.
0: Okay. Wow, so the White House is actually just shutting down in terms of uh, relationship with uh, transparency with the media?
3: So last night, the White House Correspondents Association had a meeting. And of course, a lot of people are quite upset about this not happening. Not everyone. I mean, uh, there, there, um, what, one 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 radio person said, hey, I'm pretty happy because he talks at the pool sprays, and he tweets, and I'm getting what I need. Um, and the briefings, uh, often you get replies but not answers, someone else said. Um, so, so, uh, But the thing is, and for me, if the White House is answering my emails, I'm pretty happy with that. But that is not something that always happens either. And you're just finding that the relations between the press and uh, the White House are, are, are not good right now.
0: Hmm. Boy, and we're a year and a half in that's a little early for it to be you know notably sour deb saunders white house reporter for the las vegas review journal is on the line with us
2: well do you all feel like it's a um a trend in the wrong direction or like a really a a real outlier among presidents of how where it is right now
3: well i mean uh, so i have not worked in another white house people who have have seen that uh in fact, somebody was saying that the Obama White House talked about getting rid of briefings right. and there have been you know so it, this isn 't a first but as I said the difference is uh, Donald Trump started off so much further on this trajectory than anybody else when he walked into the white house he, he you know he I remember um covering that uh, press conference he gave before he took the oath of office in New York and um CNN had done a story on the dossier and he was fit to be tied. And I understood why. As a matter of fact, it was uh, it was not something that had the credibility to be reported as it was. So, you know, he, he feels that, there, that uh, he can't win.
2: Uh, I could see how any president would feel like he can't win, <laughs> uh, but yeah. so would it be? Is this fair to say it's it's just been trending this way, presidency after presidency? Each president gets less open with the press. You said Obama just, uh, considered ending the White House briefings. Now maybe Trump does. It just keeps going that direction, no matter who's in the in the office.
3: You know, I I do think whoever comes next, it, the, the relations are frayed and. I, I don't I don't think things are going to be the way it's not it's not as though it was a golden time during the Obama years where right. I thought the the press was often too placid or the Bush years but um but those, those days will look like the golden days before this is over. Well, and what's especially
0: troubling as a citizen is that the uh, the executive branch is accruing more and more power and the government grows and grows so you know the need for transparency is, is more and more acute. Um, and yet it's not happening. Um.
3: And, 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 and let me just say one thing. I mean, there are a lot of people in that room who just want to write stories about what's going on. And unfortunately, um, what happens is what's going on is the president tweeted something, uh, you know uh, staff said there was a leak that it's bad and this keeps happening over and over again and and that's you know that's obviously Donald Trump has a role in this as well. And I you know there, there are a number of people who think, We'd like to write more about your policies, but you have to come out to a briefing and talk about them, right?
0: Right. Yeah. On the other side, though, is the hunger for the gossip because the gossip is yummy. It's a piece of candy. It's easy to report on. It gets immediate action or attention. So I don't know. You know, part of it's just the media's desperation for eyes, ears, and readers, and and you know, mm-hmm. giving the people what they want, which is not necessarily yeah. good. Man, what are you going to do? Deb Saunders of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Deb, it's always great to talk to you. Keep uh, you know, exercising the sacred First Amendment rights that we all so cherish.
3: <laughs> Thank you for having me on. All right, you got it, Deb. Deb
0: Saunders with
2: Thanks. some reflections on her memories with Burt Reynolds. Um, here on the Armstrong, you get a show. Her grief, mixed, her, gr-
0: her grief mixed with admiration. <laughs> and
2: fond, fond memories. Uh, yeah. And we're all sporting big, thick, Black mustaches. Let's go to break, Michael. Big, thick black mustaches in honor of the uh, late It's an odd tribute, but a loving one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody's ah. mentioned Lonnie
4: Anderson yet, either. Uh, it's, it's, of course she'll come now up. now you have.
2: The entire 8 o'clock hour is going to be the Lonnie Anderson period of the Burt Reynolds life. They had a son together. She remembered him fondly yesterday.
0: Actually, uh, the tributes to Burt Reynolds, I read a bunch of them from folks, uh, you know, old-timey, uh, modern, young hipsters, etc., and only one of the tributes came off as so self-servingly douchey. You should never say another positive word about that person as long as you live. I will reveal the name. That's the second time I've done this. This show. <laughs> I will reveal the name before the bell strikes.
2: Before the bell tolls seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: conscience of the nation.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I hear you play some football. A little bit. Ah, good. Where? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, you? Prison. Yeah. Well, first thing we got to do is get you transferred out of here and on the football field. How?
2: Well, we'll work on it. Burt Reynolds from The Longest Yard, a movie I loved as a kid. I realized uh, I, Burt Reynolds was at the peak of his uh, his career when I was a child, and I'm old, so <laughs> I don't know how many people,
0: <laughs> how many <laughs> people <laughs> are into <laughs> Burt
2: Reynolds. Yeah, he was the biggest movie star in the world for like a full decade, Um, but a, that was a long time ago. I like this description <laughs> from the uh, Washington Post, Adam Bernstein. He died. Did we mention that? He died at the age of
0: 80-something. He has passed on. That's correct. Yeah, he is with God now. Uh, who he was with in the end was that the name of the movie? Tom Deluise. Yeah, t- uh, touching, uh, touching movie, thought provoking, as I recall.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, so and- is everybody from Smoking the Bandit dead? Burt Reynolds is dead. I think Jerry Reed is dead. Jackie Gleason is dead. Sally Fields lives on, I believe. Yes, God bless her. Yes. How long are we going to do this for? Tom <laughs>
0: Deluise um, is dead. Dom DeLuise is dead and correct. missed. Yes, certainly hilarious. Uh, a bigger man. He he sported the fat guy hat. Uh, <laughs> anyway, are we done now? Yes, yes. we're done. Um, This uh, I love this uh, sentence from Adam Bernstein. It mentions the movie he was in Rain is top off uh, box office draw and cemented his on screen persona as a carefree man's man with an arm around a lady and his foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, that's a pretty
2: good description. So uh, Hollywood, but, and, but a yes. lot of people could try have tried to do that. Whatever, And you looked jivey. Sure. For whatever reason, he didn't look jivey doing it. It seemed completely natural. Well, he's so comfortable in his own skin, apparently. I think that's who he
0: was. I think that's what helped. Right. Right. And that picture you tweeted of him at the the height of coolness in the history of humankind in Tallahassee in the 70s, uh, surrounded by college girls who couldn't be more excited to be around him. <laughs> right. Oy vey. Oh, my god anyway so uh hollywood and and all sorts of people have come out with with loving tributes uh, some about the the movie uh, you know listen, he's an actor he's a movie star who gives a crap, honestly, although I think he made some popular art that was really good and,
2: well, and enjoyable and, and and it you know let's face it, we're fond of him. we don't worship movie stars, but you know but he was one of those movie stars, and there 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 are those today that he was on Johnny Carson a lot I mean he was on He'd show up here and there, so he was a cultural thing beyond a big just personality. The, yeah, yeah, beyond just the shows they were in. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, a lot of people have have
0: tweeted or issued statements. Um, his his second wife, Lonnie Anderson, who was uh, briefly
2: brought up there, a uh, lovely gal, uh, busty. Do you know how he wooed her? Uh, I always like oh, this story. God's sake! He told this story in Larry King once. He said nothing is more attractive to and I remembered this because I thought that's a good tip. Mm. That's a good tip. He said he learned it from his dad. I think his dad told him. He said nothing is more attractive to a woman than when you are doing something really well, huh? Wow, yeah. And I thought so. Do whatever it is that you can do well. Do that is in that front that of why a woman. Practice the piccolo so hard for all those years. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, he so said so. What in front of women? <laughs> whatever you do well, do that in front of women. That is very attracting to women. Huh. And he said, and I fly heli- helicopters really well. And I took Lonnie Anderson on a date in my helicopter. Wow. What a cool thing to do well. Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah. Own his own helicopter, picked her up, flew her around. Owning the helicopter nice. helps, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not a bad move right there. So she, uh, she got in and said, how do you run this thing? And you're like going, what? Ah! <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, wait a minute.
5: Okay, all right. We're all right. <laughs> see if the uh, owner's manual is in the glove box. Where's the glove box?
0: <laughs> so uh even his ex-wife said wonderful things about him a uh, big part of my life for 12 years quentin's loving father for 30 years we'll miss him in his great laugh uh wonderful director and actor uh, sally field said really nice things um about him uh, boogie nights co-star mark Wahlberg. rest in peace to a legend and a friend uh sly stallone call it a sad day uh, he had a great sense of humor i enjoyed his company so much says uh Sylvester Stallone. You could tell it was really a a personal thing. Dolly Parton, who acted with him, said, Burt Reynolds was one of my heroes. He was a, you know, blah, blah, blah. How sad today. The sparkle in his eyes. You'll always be my favorite sheriff. Rest in peace, my little buddy. I mean, they're really touching stuff. And then you get to, ladies and gentlemen, the former governor of the state of
2: California, one Arnold Schwarzenegger. They probably competed for the same chicks in the seventies, right?
0: Who tweeted a touching tribute but Reynolds was one of my heroes (laughs) yes he was a trailblazer he showed the way to transition from being an athlete to being the highest paid actor so he brags on himself
2: as being the highest paid actor on earth brags on himself so he works in that Burt Reynolds did it, and I also did it yeah, as a great right. athlete, and then the highest-paid actor, which yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Way, way to fluff yourself, you, you, you bastard! Stop whining. Is, is it Lee Caruso or Cruso? Whatever it is, the guy he does college football on ESPN. He's the their legendary announcer. Mm. He and Burt Reynolds were teammates at Florida State back in the day, so he was going on and on yesterday on the on the ESPN about it. See, it's a, it, all, all the Hollywood, the Sports Channel, all over the place, right? Even Lena Dunham
0: said Burt Reynolds, and I don't quote her much. Burt Reynolds, you are the glorious dictionary definition of a golden man. Thank you for spreading your glow.
2: What does that mean? I don't know. It sounds positive, though. (laughs) (laughs) He's a golden man who spread his glow. Back when Harry was a thing, Harry Chested was a thing. (laughs) Hell yeah. Being Harry Chested man has not been a thing for quite a while. Yeah, well, it is in my house. <laughs> Going over what's coming up? In your news, Marshall. Well, Trump calls out California Democrat leader Gavin Newsom
4: during last night's Montana rally. Tesla's stock drops nine percent. The company's chief accountant quits after CEO Elon Musk's latest stunt.
2: Okay. Oh.
4: And Oscar admits a big mistake, and we're talking awards.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all good stories coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Burt Reynolds texts continue to come in. If Burt Reynolds is cremated, he will forever be known as Burt Reynolds. That's not funny. It's a, it's an interesting thing to think, and then take the time to figure out the text line and text to your favorite radio morning show and get hope, help. Hope they will read That's it. What I right suggest <laughs> that is interesting. Sick. And then this person. I can't remember what Burt Reynolds looked like. I can only picture Norm MacDonald doing his Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live. Which is an awesome Burt Reynolds. It's a it's a big hat. Get it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. i chop it on his gum. Yeah, fantastic.
0: <laughs> and as long as we're discussing cultural icons, I want to thank Nick in San Jose for sending yet another variation on the Kaepernick Nike meme. This one, he says, may be the funniest one yet. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Believe in something, even if it means taking a knee, just do it. And it's Tanya Harding next to Nancy (laughs) Kerrigan
2: taking a knee. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now,
4: President Trump accusing journalist and author Bob Woodward of making up the quotes Woodward is attributing to Trump in his new book. The president tweeting this morning, quote, the Woodward book is a scam. I don't talk the way I'm quoted. If I did, I wouldn't have been elected president. These quotes were made up. The author using every trick in the book to demean and belittle. I wish the people could see the real facts and our country is doing great.
2: Meanwhile, you know, my memory of following these Woodward's books, Woodward books over the years, and he gets beaten up by the left when he's bad-mouthing the, them and beaten up by the right when he's bad-mouthing them, um, is that I don't recall any... um. Concrete, you got this wrong. Ever coming out about a, a Woodward book? Mm. Yeah, over the I writing about writing about Obama, writing about right. Bush, writing
0: about anybody. Uh, I will tell you this though, uh, on that topic, loosely. I was watching um, some of your liberal news outlets this morning, specifically MSNBC and CNN, and quite a few of the panelists and talking jabbers, jabbering heads on there were saying, "Listen, the problem is though the." Economy is doing great, and the uh, the job growth is is, is quite good, and uh, we are uh, there has been no foreign policy crisis or a, or a domestic one, but there could be, and if there is, then it will all fall apart. So there does seem to be some grudging. Uh, confession that things are going pretty well under the yeah. crazy man.
2: I yeah. do wonder if we had a nine eleven style moment, and that's a hell of a thing to say, since that's one of the most uh, impactful days in our 200-some year history. But if there were that kind of a moment, you know, when, when George Bush immediately went to 95% approval and stayed there for, for, for months as everybody rallied around mm-hmm. uh, a, a common enemy, what would happen in this current climate? Right. Would right. we immediately like the, the as it's has the, as as the bodies of whatever happens is you know they're still being counted? Would we immediately go into our uh, sides of who caused this and who's to blame? And I wonder. I hope we don't find out. I hope we don't find out either.
4: Meanwhile, at a rally in Montana last night, Trump went after the New York Times op-ed piece allegedly written by an anonymous senior administration aide calling the person who wrote it gutless and the paper gutless. And Trump kept up his attacks on Democrats, particularly California gubernatorial candidate Gavin Newsom and the state's stance on illegal immigrants.
1: How about the governor, the governorship of California? He just announced that he wants to open borders and he wants to let anybody come in that wants to and then he wants to pay for all medical, for all school What happens, I said, if the entire world decides to go to California because they get free healthcare, free medical care and free education? California has just increased in size to 500 million people I may even move to California to get free healthcare
2: I may move there. Hey, That's a perfectly reasonable argument uh-huh. he's making. Speaking of Cal Unicornia,
0: yeah. uh, the uh, San Francisco Chronicle with the story, I believe, today, Lieutenant Governor Gavin Pretty Pretty Newsom. Universal health care for anyone who sneaks into the state, Gavin Newsom, leads Republican businessman John Cox 44% to 39%.
2: Really, what with seventeen
0: percent be- of the poll's participants saying they are undecided, it's a Probolsky Research poll. Jack, I know how you are with methodology. I just um, wonder if they're they're a legit poll. Uh, yeah, I think they are. I, I don't think the the Chronicle, the, the liberal San Francisco Chronicle, would be terribly anxious to uh, to publish a, a a crookedly conservative poll.
2: Tesla's. I've got a story I've got a story about uh, uh illegal immigration and uh, um and uh, living off the either stupidity or generosity of our country depending on how you look at it coming up stay tuned for that a first a first- person account I heard last uh, night wow okay
4: Tesla stocks fallen 9% the company's chief accountant is leaving after CEO Elon Musk appears to smoke marijuana during a YouTube interview.
5: Oh, he doesn't appear to smoke it.
4: It uh-huh. happened, it happened during a podcast interview he did last night with Joe Rogan when Musk drank whiskey and took a hit of what the host said was a joint. Says so that a joint. Or oh, is this it is a like- cigar?
5: Yeah, no. Okay. It's um, marijuana it's, it's inside weird.
2: of uh, tobacco
5: Okay. So it's like Posh Pot, tobacco yeah. Posh. You never had that? Yeah, I think I tried one once. Come on, man.
2: You, of it? <laughs> you probably can't because of stockholders, right?
0: I mean, it's legal, right? It's totally legal. Okay.
2: The interview was done in and California. That's in- and then he hits a dude. yeah and Elon Musk smoking some dope is a, that's a, a story and a crisis and makes the stock drop the stock is plunged yes. really first of all, is that yeah. a, the turducken of marijuana is that what that is yeah, kind <laughs> of, kind it's of, a yeah, blunt yeah.
4: man Joe knows the <laughs> <laughs> interview
0: that's because I've researched the junkie lifestyle yeah.
2: <laughs> The interview was done. So is this actually a thing? That's what I'm trying yeah. to figure oh, yeah.
0: out. Yeah. No, it, it, it is a thing. Well, which aspect of it? The, the blunt or him smoking it or the stock falling? or, or...
2: It, There being any negative results. Oh, of yeah. Him. But, but people are taking a poo. Really? Yeah. Yes. The, the, how much is the stock down, Marsh? 9% it's, so far. So is it news to anyone that it's perfectly legal in California?
0: I, I don't know, or it seems ill advised or will shake confidence in the company. Remember, though, so much of trading, day trading in particular, yeah. that which isn't, you know, the computer aided stuff, is just betting. Okay, this will weird people out. Sell. um, You know, it's, it's just that sort of betting. It's not necessarily it long term coherent thinking. It can't honestly be bothering people. Oh, it is. I'm sure it is.
2: That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. There's a
0: lot of old folks who uh, invest
2: heavily.
4: They're not hip
0: to the... Allure of the weed. The other thing Back too, to you, Marsh. The
4: other thing, too, is, you know, Musk has made some interesting uh, Twitter statements in the uh, in the uh, late, late hours, and he's also oh, said, yeah. you well, know...
2: and he did, did that interview yeah. that he confessed to more or less cracking up. No, right. no, the, those things I get. Right. But but him smoking some marijuana now that it's legal in mm. California? No, okay. I don't see that as a thing. Uh, I think as the, the CEO
0: of a giant uh, multifaceted tech company, that's seen as evidence of further cracking up. Damn. What's to
4: keep somebody from getting all popular? it up on weed and then getting behind the wheel yeah. it
5: doesn't matter he's, an autopilot. Autopilot. He's, an idiot. he's making autopilot it's fine
1: <laughs> oh. hey, Just
0: do me a favor when you finalize the design for the uh the hyperloop tube where i'm gonna be going 700 miles per hour do that while you're not high check all those equations
2: while you're not high that's all right ra- that just seems so stupid to me So this is like if the guy who ran GM had a beer uh, while he was
5: doing a podcast? I mean, it's just stupid. So this didn't really crystallize for me until I heard you guys talking about Burt Reynolds, but Elon Musk is what <laughs> Burt Reynolds would have been if he was an engineer instead of an actor. This guy just has fun. He made like yeah, he names yeah. his drilling company the Boring Company. <laughs> right. It started out as a joke and right. then, oh, actually, let's do this. And so now he's digging tunnels under L.A. because he's a genius and, right. the, and the government's just let him do it. Like Just he, having a good time. He, he made a flamethrower called Not a Flamethrower on a whim and just sold out. Like he, He's just, he's a quirky guy that has, <laughs> right. his Teslas have a mode where you can set them to quote-unquote dance to transcend Siberian orchestra thing so you can have like a, a fleet of teslas doing some sort of choreographed dance and when is asked why he did that he said it seemed like fun at the time i disagree he's a dangerous man
2: a respectable
5: american For voice, I
4: reason. I understands a marijuana
2: junkie when he sees one
4: all sides weighing in that's your news i'm marshall phillips here i'm strong and Getty show the conscience of the nation
5: fly high but he's a weird guy though I, I was listening to some of that, and he's a, it's interesting to hear him process thoughts. And listen, boy, that's
0: the last time I ever want to hear you comparing anyone to Burt Reynolds.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I might have to check out that podcast. So he, t- uh, Elon comes off as
5: a little strange, which I'm sure he is. He comes off as just like kind of yeah. the, the, a genius who's processing things like a computer algorithm, right? Like, it's it's very strange. It's It's interesting.
2: He might be cracking up, though. Sure. Happens. He could, he could be losing it. No doubt about it. Um, I, I don't know. I can't talk anymore about uh, you-know-who, so I don't I
0: anything. Do How about your first-person uh, analysis of... What you said
2: before. Oh, yeah. We, we all, all heard it. Illegal immigration and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story I heard, uh, which will probably make you very mad. And it should. Oh, good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation. Strong and Getty Show. (laughs) You can keep, if you want to, sending me your, uh, texting me your pictures of the time you met Burt Reynolds. That's fine. Fantastic. Uh, Very cool. Also, uh, the memes. I was never so privileged. Nah, I wish I had. Mm. Uh, The memes. You know, another thing. This is not on Burt Reynolds specifically, but on when people, when they die. Why don't we get away from... The recent picture of them. I keep seeing the picture of Burt Reynolds from a couple of weeks ago when he's a dying man. Yeah. And he looks terrible. And, and, you know, what's the point of that? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And at funerals, they don't do that. They always have the picture, most of the funerals I go to, right. they usually have a picture of the person in their prime. Right. That's, that's who they were. And that's how they see themselves,
0: too. Sure. Exactly. You know, your body breaks down, but it's not like you were born an old person and that's who you are,
2: blah, blah, blah. So, hey, media, if you're going to run a picture of Burt Reynolds when he dies, don't run one from a week ago. Run one from, you know, 1977. Shirtless in a vest on the set of Deliverance. <laughs> yes, please. And I'm a straight man. Man, when he, when he puts it with the crossbow and he puts that that arrow right through that bad dude. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that is awesome. Um <laughs> uh, but so the Nike meme continues. Um Good. This is this is one. This was tweeted out by Donald Trump Jr. It's a picture of Bernie Sanders and it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing someone else's everything. Wow. That's a good one. Nice. Good socialism blast. Yes. <laughs> that scratched me where I itch. <laughs> So I'm going to be very vague about this because this person um, didn't tell me this story with the idea that it would end up on the air, and I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So uh, I will say that it's we're not talking about people from Mexico, talking about people from another country that have come here. Okay. Um. Uh, it's the chain migration thing, which Trump wants to end, and so does 70% of the country. But the current system we have is if you got somebody in your family that can get into engineering school in the United States, you come over here, try to get a green card, and then you bring over everybody from your family. Yeah. And, and we've had people say,
0: oh, no, that's not true. It's got to be a close relation, blah, blah, blah. And then we have people explain, no,
2: no, no. Here's how you get around it. So just trust us on this. It's true. You yeah. can do oh, yeah. it. And in this particular case of the story that was, was was told to me, it's aunts, uncles, nephews, husbands, wives. I mean, the reason you got his giant families here. Which, maybe you think that's fine. I don't, but maybe you think that's fine. Um, the problem is, this person relayed to me, is them sitting around bad mouthing America because they hate the United States and talking about what suckers we are mm-hmm. for giving them money mm-hmm. for nothing. Yes. And how stupid we are that we would just, you could just show up here. This country is so stupid and everybody's so stupid. We can just show up here and they give us money and we don't even have to do anything. Right. And, and the entire apartment complex is full of yeah. extended families who are yep. all in on it. And this person who, uh, who, well, who listens to us, so, uh, you know, tends to agree with our view of the world, um, really just kills him to, to, to hear these stories mm. of, uh, you, yeah. you hate the country. And I thought, you know what? They're right. Not hating the country, but we are stupid. Yes, it's a stupid country that would say, "Come here, whoever you are. Don't care. You can hate us. You can whatever. Just take advantage of our system, our, 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 uh, you know, our generosity, and we'll just support you while you live here." Yeah, we are stupid for doing that, and Trump's trying to end it, and it's overwhelmingly popular to end chain migration. But because of the we all the things we've talked about a million times between the Wall Street Republicans and the open borders, we want their votes. Democrats, you can't do anything about it. I would love- that. How freaking maddening is that? That there are people sitting around talking idiotic Americans. Right. I keep getting my check every month. Right. They're yeah. so stupid. Yeah. And another
0: wave coming in next week. You know, another wave
2: of I people. Thought, Man, I'll be thinking about that, and the next time I write my big check to the IRS. Oh yeah, yeah. How's that for a Friday thought? Yeah. Anyway,
0: ah, uh, uh, you know it's funny the uh, the the unicornian arguments against reasonable uh, immigration control or reasonable reform of social security or I'm sorry not social security but social services in general they're they're just they're unmoored from the reality of the thing that's what bothers me it's it's this high-minded virtue signaling well i'm uh, i'm understanding and i'm generous toward those less fortunate and particularly minorities or our hard working immigrant community et cetera, et cetera they're just they they throw slogans about slogans and sentiments, as opposed to talking to the people who implement these programs about how the programs actually work, who is actually getting the hard-earned taxpayers' money. What's the reality on the ground? And that's what bothers me about you utopians who are so willing to confiscate other people's money and hand it out to uh, assuage your own conscience, is that you're not aware of the realities of the thing. And listen, I'm not some sort of paranoid fantasist that I think, the, you know, the, there are evil immigrants swarming our cities like zombies and are going to eat out our brains or anything like that. No, I'm talking. That's good. I'm, well, right. Th- th- what a terrible thing that would be. Um, no, I'm talking about the reality
2: of it. But nobody, nobody, nobody wants to hear the reality of it. Sean, we got a text. Somebody quoting Mitch Hedberg, who I know is a hero of yours. Yes. Every picture of you is a picture from when you were younger. That is true. That is that is true. There's hard argument. All that. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a mind bender. Oh, hey. Uh,
0: speaking of uh, shower thoughts and that sort of thing, and, and and understanding and race and the rest of it, if I can find this quickly. I'll hit you with it. Oh, yeah. Here's a nice note from David. He said, I hope black people become so successful that the ACLU discriminates against them in college applications. There you go. That's a fond wish for black America.
2: Hope you do so well. Harvard discriminates against you. So, our ongoing Burt Reynolds tribute to Lonnie Anderson years coming up. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.